Hello and welcome to the We Like Betting Weekend Preview in association with Gambler. Hi guys, hope you're well. Mark O'Hare here from We Love Betting to help steer the ship towards some weekend value from the Premier League and beyond. With me, as ever, to discuss the lines, the odds and the markets, it's Tom Love, who had a remarkably successful weekend punting-wise on the podcast for us. Tom, how's it going? Yeah, very well, mate. Um, very pleased to knock in uh, a few decent winners. Started off brilliantly on Friday night with the, the long shot landing at 10 to 1. Um, and the player in question didn't even start the game. He came on at half time, I think, and notched a pen uh, and managed another shot on target. So, yeah, um, delighted with that. If we can get a couple of them winners this season, um, it'll be it'll be very decent for us. So, nice to hit the nap as well uh, with PSG. And, yeah, quite a few other winners in um, the United game as well. So, yeah, de- decent overall. Hopefully, can live up to the hype this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and with you is that man, Will Dyer, yet again, who's just banged another winning weekend nap. I think that's your hat-trick now, Will. You're in flying form. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the chronological order of them, like Tom, but I think, uh, yeah, we had, had Ren um, winning at 1.9 or 10 to 11. Um, so that was a nice nap. Uh, Spurs and Spurs over 1.5 goals to beat was it Brighton at uh, the same price as well. And yeah. then uh, the long shot came in as well, just over three to one with a red card in Valencia Hatafe. There was a red card on each side, um, and I saw obviously that great bet on Twitter uh, from one of the followers. Um, I ended up ruining that uh, penalty choice of back in United to score a pen in the in uh, United Arsenal and then ended up actually being Arsenal getting one. So mm. that was a, a mistake there. And Boyle Sports actually had a pen scored um, at not much lower than the 5.0 on United to score a pen. I think it was 4.2. So just any pen to be scored. So that was something to learn from for the future. Um, and yeah, also on the, any other business, I think Tom also mentioned Salford to beat Oldham and uh, Port Vale, I mentioned as well, also beat Southend at 1.8. So yeah, great, great weekend. Yeah, guys, if you're back in and winning your uh, your long shots and your naps every week, um, I think we'll all be very grateful and appreciative of your hard work. But um, let's get straight into it. Um, it's a couple of fantastic games from home and abroad this weekend. But uh, we're going to focus on the big game in the Premier League on Super Sunday. Manchester City against Liverpool. City around 21 to 20, 2.05 if you shop around. Hovering around even money mainly. Uh, Liverpool... 12 to 5-ish, that's 3.4. For me, I found um, found this game quite hard to second guess, actually. Um, I'm really hoping you guys have something a bit more inspirational than I have. Uh, I'm just aware it's such a massive match, it's such a key moment in the season. Uh, If City were to lose this game, they'd be eight points adrift of Liverpool already, which is, uh, you know, quite significant. So uh, I'm just wondering whether... There's a potential here to oppose goals. It's a high goal line, 3.5. And I'm just wondering whether the two teams might take a uh, more risk-averse kind of strategy here. A must-not-lose approach, if you like. Um, And there's nothing else really that was really standing out to me. Um, Obviously, the consequences of losing are quite significant. So, But I'd be lying if I've got a firm stance on this one. So I'm really hoping you can help out. So, Tom, big game at the Etihad. What's your play? 
Yeah, I'm thinking along pretty similar lines to you, Mark, in opposing a high goal line. Um, I think un- under three and a half been chipped in a little bit. I think that's around eight to 11 now, um, which I don't think that bad, to be honest. Um, I think that City defensively have really shored up, haven't they, um, with Diaz coming in. I think it's kind of gone under the radar a bit how they've um, kept quite a lot of clean sheets of late. The games have been relatively low scoring as well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're in decent enough nick in the Champions League. Uh, I can't quite believe how they're eight points behind Liverpool already. Um, well, if they do lose this one. And as you say, that'll be a huge mountain to climb for them. And They will have a game in hand, it should be said. That's, that's probably in their favour. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, it's a big game and it's always quite quite tight these like tactically the battle's always interesting um with Liverpool happy to kind of sit back most of the time and then hit them on the break it'll be interesting to see if they start with Diego Jota again I guess that he will be with his uh, excellent performance midweek Liverpool were really good against Atalanta watching that um they deserved a a decent victory and they, and they got it and I think that what Klopp has to kind of manage now is does he start with the the old front three and bring Jota in as well? Uh, maybe play Firmino a little bit deeper and then Henderson and Wijnaldum holding. Obviously, there's no Thiago, which is a big blow for Liverpool. Um, he's a player who could be the difference maker in these kind of games. So, yeah, I'm expecting it to be quite tight, to be honest. Um but I've had to kind of get a little bit creative. Uh, I've gone to the the bet builder on Bet365. I've actually pumped for both teams to have under four cards and under five match goals in the game, um, which is 10 to 11, which I think is quite nice. Um, I just think that these two teams are not really rife for cards. It's not really a rivalry as such either. Um, the fact that there's no fans as well, is in our favour, I think. I think the, the refs have been pretty lenient this season. And um, I, as I say, I think it'll be quite, quite a tense and tactical battle. I don't think Man City are going to leave themselves open. Uh, I've heard Pep in the past talk about how difficult he finds playing against Liverpool and the front three. So I'm, an, I'm not expecting them to come out really offensive. I think it'll be a bit of a chess match, to be honest. So... Yeah, I'm expecting relatively well on the cards, considering. And uh, if we can get against goals in some way, shape or form, I'd be looking at that. But that, that bet builder did appeal to me. But quite similar to you, Mark, really. It's not a it's not a punting tie that's really sparking my imagination. Nothing really player-based that I'm liking either. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not one that I'm going to be absolutely lumping on but uh, for a bit of interest and get a bit more value via the bet builder both teams under four cards and under five match goals at 10 to 11 does appeal yeah i like that tom that's a, that's a nice angle in um it's obviously going to be a very watchable affair for all of us but uh, finding uh, a value angle is tricky so hopefully will might have something a bit more uh i don't know interesting exciting what do you reckon will yeah um not sure there's going to be as many fireworks as it sounds like there are in the ne- in your neck of the woods right now. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, um, I've I've kind of 
I think the match price is Liverpool seem underrated to me. Um, I'll start off with my with the ref, as I usually do. Uh, Craig Pawson, um, he's below average for, for penalties, or 0.19 per game, but he's quite decent for a red card, um, 0.17 per game. Um, but, the, but the prices are just, I think they have been cut in. Um, well, I'm not sure they've been cut in, but they, in general, they just price in these big fixtures too short, just probably because they do think there'll be some fireworks because of the, the, the nature of how important the, the match is for, for the title, really, I guess. Uh, so it's only 17 to 4 for a red card, best price anywhere. Um, and that's not value, basically. It's about, it's about correct, um, I, I, I think. Um, yeah, uh, the last meeting between these two was, was fairly pointless, um, as the title's already over. Um, on a card front, there, was, there were four cards in that fixture. Um, and De Bruyne scored, uh, uh, open the scoring with a penalty. Um, prior to that, City, though, have had the most um, cards in four of the previous six. Um, although it's a bit more even if you go back a bit further beyond that. Um, I think everyone has noted City, how, how dirty they've been over the last couple of years. And they're the kings of the professional fouls. Um, whereas Liverpool again this season are already um the cleanest team um or the second cleanest team i think actually so far uh un- averaging under um a card a game whereas city are 1.5 cards per game um so i like that angle and i'm gonna i'm gonna tie it in with, with liverpool um i just think that um has been a bit too much made out of i mean some people were saying crisis at one point weren't they with, with van dyke being ruled out um, and for me, he is obviously in, an, an important um, loss uh, for them, but they still have a very strong team for this. It, um, who scored even thinks that they might go with four um, of all four of, of Jota, Firmino, Mane, Mane and uh, Salah, um, which would brave. sound, yeah, very brave. Um, but if they do do that, um, I think City basically under Pep over the last year or two. I think they've been, he doesn't really have another way of playing. Um, at the moment, he doesn't have a focal point as a striker. Um, Ferran Torres has done a pretty good job of that, to be fair to him. Um, but And he also doesn't really have the players that I think he did have um, for playing out of the back. Um, so with the loss of, I mean, David Silver obviously was great on the ball as well, but maybe not so much playing out the back from his perspective. But I just don't think that um, Eric Garcia... Benjamin Mendy, um, Nathan Ake or Brahim Diaz or any of these guys um, can are really up to that yet. Maybe they haven't honed their skills to that point yet where they're able to play at the back. I'm uh, not too sure about Rodri on that either. Um, in midweek against Olympiacos, Foden was dropping deep, made a mistake. And Valbuena um, should really have scored. Um, although, be it for the rest of for the early part of that game, they were, they were playing, they had, Olympiacos backed in but really after in the second half at 1-0 it could have it could really have actually been um maybe 1-1 or closer and in the end Jesus scored a brilliant goal and then Cancelo scored from late on uh, from range but yeah um and they are unbeaten in eight um since that 5-2 loss to Leicester but I just I just don't think that they're they're perfect at the moment at all with with some personnel um issues and Jesus should come back here and Aguero um, is going to continue to miss out I think um, and like I said Ferran Torres he might start on right wing alongside Jesus and Sterling if he does um, I think he's 
probably quite a good price to score any time at 13 to 5 with bet 365 um unfortunately for for liverpool it's the wrong torres for them <laughs> um and yeah uh he scored obviously in that game against olympiacos um but yeah my my key thing i think with city as well is if they are they haven't really dominated possession of um of this fixture as well so much recently but they are if they are high up the pitch they are he's basically telling them to commit these professional fouls um and i think that that's going to probably happen again here with if liverpool do go with such a aggressive forward line um jota himself has scored a hat-trick in midweek um he is 11 to 5 or just a bit over actually 11 to 5 to score anytime with with 888 sport um 3.55 in in decimal um and he's played on the shoulder so well um all three of those goals against uh atalanta he was just played on the right perfectly on the uh, level with the offside trap um and yeah i think he could be he could be another one to look at if city are kind of touch and go at the back in this fixture um overall i just quite like liverpool um uh, double chance really it's it's 1.9 on plus 0.5 asian handicap bet 365 um i don't really think it's a fair reflection of where the teams are at present um for for city to be touching odds on in places um so i'm going to couple that feeling on um on liverpool being underrated with also the city having most booking points um and uh, yeah at william hill you can get seven to four um for City to have the most booking points and Liverpool plus two handicap. So even if Liverpool lose by one, uh, that, that plus two handicap will win. Uh, and just for City to have the most booking points. So seven to four. City to have the most booking points as a single is is uh, is six to five. Um, uh, so that's obviously a safer option. But I quite I just think I want to kind of build on that to those two things here. I think the game plan will play out that way. Um, that Liverpool won't let this get away from them um, and that City possibly will get a little bit teased by Liverpool's forwards. Um, otherwise, you can also just uh, City are plus zero on the Asian handicap card line at Bet365 at one, um, 1. 1.8, that is, or four to five. So that's uh, money back if there's a tie on the cards. Um, that's a bit of a safer option as well. But yeah, I'll go for the seven to four. Like it. Nice stuff, Will. Nice analysis. Um, all right, let's move on to Europe. Tom put out a poll on Wednesday to see which game you wanted us to cover. Unsurprisingly, De Classica won the vote. Dortmund against Bayern on Saturday evening. Uh, Dortmund 16 to 5 for this game on home soil. That's about 4.2. Bayern 4 to 5, 1.8 favourites away from home. Uh, Bayern were actually the same price when winning here back in, what was it, May or June? Uh, I can't remember when. Effectively, it was a title decider anyway. Uh, they weren't overly impressive that day, but uh, they won the match anyhow. Um, just a, a relentless winning machine at the moment. And if you saw the way they finished the game off against Salzburg in midweek in the Champions League, uh, yeah, quite uh, quite scary really for opposition teams. Uh, they're not really coughing up too many chances, even if they are giving them away. So um, yeah, in the last head-to-head, uh, you know, Bayern were probably a little bit more pragmatic than they normally are. Um, wonder whether Hansi Flick might ask his team to adopt a, a similar attitude for similar reasons really towards that Man City-Liverpool game because it's so early in the season uh, and Bayern will probably just be keen to preserve their lead and build on it as they uh, as they go this season. But uh, either way, his team are, are going really, really well going forward uh, and Dortmund could be missing Mats Hummels. Uh, he's a doubt, which would leave them uh, vulnerable defensively, lacking a leader as well. So 
team news could be key here, but um, I'll stay with you, Will. What's your thoughts on Dortmund buying? Yeah, um, I thought that Dortmund looked a good price to beat uh, Bruges in midweek, and, and they did do fairly well there as well. Um, Bayern obviously absolutely tore Salzburg apart, and have now they're averaging in the league, they're averaging four goals a game, which is a record um, dating back to <laughs> like 1970-something. Um, I, I'm not underestimating Dortmund, but I do think Bayern just looks streets ahead of, of them and of everyone else in that league at the moment, although they are their level on on points as they both won five, lost one. Um, and yeah, like you said, with uh, Hummels, I, he's obviously keen to play against his old club, but and he did miss that Bruges game, but maybe just through resting, really. Um, and I mean, even if he does miss out, in fairness, uh, Thomas Delaney has done a pretty good job dropping in at centre-back. Um, they kept clean sheets when he has done that. But it's been against, it's been against decent opposition that he's had to cover these areas as well. Um, and Zagadou and Chan are also out. Um, so Dortmund, yeah, from a defensive perspective and maybe up against it a bit, I'm not so, I haven't really seen how well Thomas Munier has done for them at right back, but I still think that's a bit of a um, regression from Hakimi, who's probably the best player in the world in that position right now. Um, so I'm not too keen on them at the back. Um 50% of Dortmund's goals have come after 60 minutes. So they've been pretty slow to start at the moment. And that, that fits nicely in with how quick to start Bayern are. They're, um, they are 21 of their last 26 wins last season were halftime, full-time, double results. Um, and yeah, they ended up winning the league by 13 points over Dortmund. Um, and this season, all five of their wins, so... Uh, have, have have also been they've been winning at halftime and full time. So uh, and then if you look at this, if the head to head of this fixture as well, actually um, they they've led against um, Dortmund in ten of their last twelve meetings, um, gone on to win nine of those, and then even had two matches where they absolutely hammered Dortmund. Um, they were four 0 up and five 0 up in games that ended up being five 0 and six 0 um, none, none of those were under Hansi Flick, but um, I do think they're in a great place right now. Um, they have, they are without Alfonso Davis for the rest of the year now. Um, David Alaba also rumours, well not rumours, but I think it's announced that he won't sign a new con- contract. Nicholas Sula is out with coronavirus. There was a coronavirus scare for Serge Nabry, but he's uh, he's going to be be there. Um, and Leroy Sané has returned. Um, already got two um, off the bench in three sub appearances. I, if he starts on the bench again, I quite like the fifteen to two on him to score last. Um, so that's a small play for me. If 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 we when we like you say when we get team news, but my main bet is going to be that halftime full time uh, market because of Dortmund being slow starters and Bayern being quick out of the blocks. Um, they're seventeen to ten to be winning at halftime and full time with Betfair and Paddy Power. Which I quite like. There, otherwise, there, I think it's four to five to win this match, roughly. So mm. I like that bit boost. Yeah, it's a nice boost. Uh, Tom, Bayern Munich are Champions League favourites at the moment, quite comfortably so as well. Um, do you think they're valued to win this Clasico this weekend? Yeah, I think they're a very fair price at four to five. I expected them to be maybe a touch shorter. Um, obviously, they were involved in the Champions League, which away from home, but 
it was only in Salzburg, which is closer to Munich than a lot of teams in Germany, to be honest. So it wasn't too too arduous of a trip. Um, and Flick has just got them winning pretty much every game. It's just how, how can you get against them? Um, it's very, very hard to against anyone at the minute. And I'm not sure everyone's having Favre at Dortmund. His time is kind of on a it's on a knife edge really. There, it's gonna as soon as they get on a bad run, I think that he's gone. Um, he don't as a doesn't have a brilliant record in these games either. So, yeah, I think buying a fair four to five, but I actually like buying to win on both teams to score, which is thirteen to eight. Quite an obvious player that, but um, thirteen to eight pretty much across the board looks quite good. Uh, it's landed in six of the last eight wins, uh, including all of the last three. I do think they are gettable at the back. Um, I don't think Lucas Hernandez is, is great at left-back. Um, doesn't really have the pace that Alfonso Davis has. And if they're playing that high line, you know, if the likes of Sancho, Royce, even Harland, who can shift for a big man, uh, if they can get in behind, I think that they... They will score. Um, obviously, really good at, at home. Dortmund, um, e- even behind closed doors, have been decent enough. So, yeah, I think buying to win and both teams to score will be my main bet here. Um, but another thing that just stood out to me was um, Goretzka. If he comes back into the fold, Tolisso played midweek, and he is available now after suspension. Uh, I think that Goretzka should come back in if, if he's um, if he is um, which he should be. So yeah, I think that he, he's five to one to score any time. And every time I've watched Bayern, he loves to get forward. He loves to arrive late in the box. Kind of reminds me of like how Frank Lampard used to play, making them late runs. Um, he's decent in the air as well. And for a game where you've got a really high goal line. Um, I think that he's a big price to score any time at five to one. So I'd have a little saver on that if he does start, um, because he's the one who gets forward probably more so than likes of Kimmich. So yeah, two bets for me there that do appeal. Buying on both teams to score at thirteen to eight looks really good. Um, but Goretzka could be worth a little nudge in the goal scorer markets if he does start at five to one. Good stuff, guys. Two ticks in the box for Bayern Munich this weekend into Classica. Um, all right, let's move on. Almost the time for naps, long shots, next best, etc. First competition time uh, last week. Uh, we had two big winners, actually. Aiden Iris uh, came very close with an 8.5 bet builder, which revolved around his beloved Wickham Wanderers beating Sheffield Wednesday. But hats off to Miko129, who backed a treble. Uh, Brentford, Peterborough and Port Vale all to win and over one and a half goals for an almost 10 to one shot. Uh, tremendous work there, mate. Uh, so if you can, please DM us on Twitter to claim your £20 free bet prize. Uh, great stuff. Um, we're going to revert back to the £20 free bet again this week for the same competition. Same rules apply. You must enter via DM to either myself, Tom or Wheeler Betting on Twitter. And you must include the code word this week. The code word is Trump. Just make sure you include that alongside your entry and we're looking for the biggest price winner of the weekend. So bets from basically Friday uh, to Monday, although probably Sunday night with the international week coming up. Um, And of course, the winner will scoop the £20 free bet prize. The code word again, Trump. Right. 
business time, guys. Um, naps, next bests, long shots, etc. Um, we'll start with the latter there, the long shots. Will long shot seven to two or larger, please? Yeah, and Trump by the Trump Biden, by the way, what a betting event that was. Uh, and, and <laughs> did you get involved? I did. I, I backed Biden at about 3 a.m. at uh, 1.8 and then he drifted all the way out to about 4.2. <laughs> and every time I woke up in the night, I was having a heart attack. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, obviously completely flipped on its head. Mad. Madness. Yeah. Uh, long shot. Yeah. So I'll crack on. Um, uh, long shot. Uh, yeah. So in midweek, um, uh, Chelsea v. Wren. Um, Absolutely ridiculous game in terms of red cards and penalties. Um, two two decisions which were very harsh. Uh, <laughs> Dalbert just his hands were they his arms were kind of all over the place, but one of them was in front of him in his front of his body, so it should have been within the silhouette, which is obviously what the supposed to be the rule is. Um, and they gave him that was his second yellow offence. Uh, it was ridiculous. It would have hit his body if it hadn't hit his arm. Um, but yeah, with those penalties, Timo Werner took both um, instead of Jorginho, uh, which I felt was interesting. I mean, he took an, Werner took another one last weekend and he absolutely smashes them in. Um, whereas Jorginho, I think he missed one a couple of weeks back and doesn't do doesn't take them in the same fashion. Lampard's clearly um, opted for Werner as first choice penalty taker based upon that approach uh, and style and I think Werner will probably score a higher percentage of his pens than Jorginho would so I think it's the right decision um, and yeah Chelsea Sheffield United lifetime uh, referee wise John Moss is the second most pens per game of all of 20 active PL refs at uh, 0.32 per game he's not given any yet this season but plenty of time G1. for sorry yeah do you one exactly um, and uh, yeah I mean uh, so he's maybe it's just probably hasn't been the handballs haven't come in his in the matches he's refed basically so that would explain a bit of variance there um, and yeah uh, Chelsea have had the have had the second most pens awarded in the Premier League this season they've had four and they've also had four in the Champions League which is the most uh, in the Champions League so clearly playing in the right way to win them um, they are missing Pulisic and Havertz which is a bit of trickery that's gone but Ziyech has looked really good in the couple games he's played now. Hudson Adoy maybe will come in because of those um, missings. And I think he's quite someone who could be very direct. Um, an attacker blades team that have not been as good as um, we've come to expect from them. Although I, I, I think they, they probably will improve over time and the results have been a bit harsh on them. But mainly, uh, yeah, this long shot play is is Werner to score a penalty at seven to one in Bet Victor's um, Bet Builder Market on the method of goal section. Um, basically, uh, it's still they're still pricing up uh, Jorginho as the as the first choice pen taker. So Jorginho is four point seven five. Is that fifteen to four in in fractions? Um, Whereas Werner is seven to one, um, I don't think that price will last. Um, but right now, yeah, you can get seven to one, and yeah, it's only four. It's only it's not even four. Sorry, it's three to one uh, for Chelsea to score a penalty at, at Bet three six five, and I think Werner will start, and he'll probably be on pens from now on. That's a lovely long shot. Great stuff, Will. Um, Tom, over to you for your long shot. Yeah, well, I'm I'm actually going to dip into the FA Cup, obviously for the first Ooh. round. 
Yeah, really you like man. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be going mad on it, but um, it's more kind of following a bit of a narrative as well. And it, it's Darlington are going to Swindon. Um, they're around 12 to 1 to win, but you can get them drawn or better 10 to 1 with Boyle Sports. I'm, oh, I'm nice. willing to chance that, to be honest. I think that they could get something. Um, just start with Swindon, really. Um, a lot of people who follow the FL will have seen that their manager, Richie Wellens, is actually uh, now the Salford manager. Um, he's done brilliant work there. I really rate him as a manager. But to be fair, he's not really had a cracking start to the season with Swindon. Um, maybe getting out when the when he's still got a bit of um, respect, I guess. So I can see him doing well with Salford um, with a fresh start. Obviously, he's a Manchester lad, so um, it, it works well for him. But now they're managerless. They're in terrible form. Um, I'm just looking down the results. They've lost six of the last seven. So it's really poor for for a side that I thought would be kind of hovering around the playoffs. They look in dire straits at the minute, and they're just above the relegation zone. Um, I think on on goal difference. So yeah, I, I think that Swindon are completely there for the taking, and I think it was last season Darlington. All and they beat them, uh, so they beat another league one. Um, so yeah, I, I think that they've got a good shout of of going there and getting something. I'm just looking at Darlington's form; they've won the last three on the bounce. Uh, they're looking in decent enough nick, and I actually think if they play with confidence and take the game to Swindon, I think they'll score, and I think that they can get the better of a side that are in complete disarray at the minute. So Darlington draw no bet ten to one with Boyle Sports rarely does appeal because they're around 10 to 1 to win in some places. Um, so you might as well take the draw, no bet, so our money back if it does end all square. No, I doff my cap to you there, Tom. You've made a good case for a very nice bet, a big price. So great stuff. You've already landed a couple of long shots this season. So listen up. In fact, well, Will landed his last week too. So great stuff. Right, we're going to move on to the next best. It's not your nap, but it's your next best. We'll stay with you, Tom. Yeah, playing it pretty simple uh, this weekend for this one. It's Atletico Madrid to beat Cadiz and under 3.5 goals. That's 4-5 to five, um, with Boyle Sports, which looks quite a nice angle. Um, I know that there's a stat that I, th- I think you might have put it out on Twitter a couple of times, Mark, last season about Atletico Madrid against kind of the, the non-top mm. four, um, especially at home. They win a lot of games uh, and under 3.5 goals. It seems to hit so often and I'm not surprised that um, it's as short as kind of four to six in some places for that. I mean, it is quite a low goal line and that's mainly because Cadiz are quite defensive. Um, They've they've actually done really well defensively um, this season. They've obviously come up from the Segunda and they're in decent enough form. They're proving quite hard to beat. Um, having said that, I think that Atleti, they've got some strength in depth now. Um, and at home, they should have just a bit too much quality. Um, so I was tempted to look at Dutch in the 1-0 and 2-0 correct scores. Um, but if you can 
just get that 2-1 on side in case Cadiz do score. I think that that's um, worth taking. So, yeah, pretty simple. Um, Atleti are 4-9 to win, but you can get them 4-5 to to win and under 3.5. And if you just look through their results for well, the, the entirety of Simeone's tenure there, I think you'll be seeing this bet land an awful lot, especially at home. So, yeah, um, Atleti to win an under 3.5 goals, 4-5. to with Boyle Sports, that'll be my next best. Like it. Uh, Will, your next best. Yeah, um, I'll just quickly add to, to Tom's stuff about Swindon, obviously because I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> definitely gutted to see Richie Wellens go, um, but it makes kind of sense with the future that Salford possibly have. The fact that he was a Man United youth player, probably got a good, good relationship with the uh, with Gary Neville and, and co. So that's a shame. Um, I think Noel Hunt, he's, he was uh, assistant manager with Wellens and they clearly didn't want him there, but I think he'll do a good job as interim. Um, we have had COVID cases, so there's been a bit of a lack of um, momentum with that. Um, we missed out on the derby against Oxford and uh, we did get that win last week against Hull, although we were under pressure for quite a bit of the game. Um yeah, I think we've started worse than than um, we'd we'd hoped for. Um, so it's it's probably fair enough to look at Darlington and that price as well. I I, thought, I think we're short to be we have a terrible um, record in the first and second round of cups the last few years. So I think we're a bit short at like one point two five to win that as well. Um, my next best is also FA Cup. Um, oh yeah. Um, it's a good place to look for. Well, actually, I was looking for my long shot at first because obviously you'll get some big prices in the first round, but there's a lot of uh, non-league teams involved this year. Um, but yeah, um, Forest Green um, go to, to Lincoln um, and they uh, they sit top of League Two across all key data metrics, um, Forest Green. Uh, shots in the box ratio, that's 70%. Uh, XG ratio from open play, 72%. Expected points that they they're on 21 and they should have 23 according to that. Um, and they came unstuck. I think it was last weekend or two weekends ago, two weekends ago against Cheltenham. Uh, but Cheltenham are a, a promotion uh, looking team as well, to be honest. So and they did dominate the ball and had more shots in that in that fixture. So were perhaps uh, unlucky. And although maybe possession wise, it was a result of the fact that they were they were losing from early on. So probably were given a bit of the ball by Cheltenham, but they look a really good team, Forest Green. And Lincoln, um, this is a lot of this play is based upon Lincoln looking like uh, they're going to have some issues. They've got a really small squad of only 24 players. Um, and I was on the Lincolnshire live website or something, just reading some news um, that Appleton had said about these injuries. They, they were missing Liam Bridker and Joe Walsh and uh, Lewis Montsma. So, that's um, a goal-scoring defender, Lewis Montsmer, and he uh, is a key, that basically it's their first choice uh, centre-back pairing and their midfield linchpin um, missing really against, um, in that midweek game against Portsmouth. And as a result, they, they struggled really, um, although Portsmouth were a top team as well. And they also lost last weekend to Doncaster. Um, Appleton said that... Um, that John Marquis bullied their back four in midweek, which doesn't really bode well against Forest Green because they've got quite a good striker 
was quite quite a powerful striker and free scoring in Jamil Matt, um, who's doing all right this season. Um, and yeah, there were also, I mean, Lincoln, I've had a really good start to the season. There were some rumours earlier in the season that he, Appleton might be off to Bristol City, but that hasn't come to fruition. But um, he just doesn't really seem too confident about their abilities to to overcome these problems of a small squad. Um, and given that if that is the case, I wonder how much they're really going to focus on cup success when they're doing all right in the league and might want to try and push on in the league. And he may end up rotating in this fixture. I haven't read anywhere that he said that, but the money is coming for, for Forest Green already. Um, there is five to one available, um, but it's with Sport Pacer, so they're a bit slow to change their lines. <laughs> um, but you can get 5.5 in general quite uh, easily at Bet365 and, and Paddy Power and Betfair. Um, so 9 to 2. Um, but instead of that, obviously I'm not massively confident. That was considering that as a long shot. Um, instead, I quite like Lincoln plus one Asian handicap. Um, so that's 1.8. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, Forest Green, of course. <laughs> uh, they're one. That's one point eight two. So just a shade over four to five at Bet Victor. So uh, plus one Asian means if they lose by one, you get your money back. If they draw or win, you get a full payout. Um, and I quite like that. Yeah, decent. Um, all right, let's move on to the the best part of the show. It's the naps. Uh, Tom, your best bet of the weekend. Well, we backed PSG to win an under 4.5 goals last weekend. And guess what? I am backing exactly the same bet this weekend. <laughs> um, they're at home against Rennes. Obviously, both sides involved in Champions League. Um, Rennes, with that trip to Stamford Bridge, were, were dominated, really. Um, they're not in great form at Rennes. I know they did get that win winner for um, Wales uh, against Brest. Uh, the weekend, but this should be a team like Brest, really. Um, both goals came from the centre halves, set pieces as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, they yeah, won. I must have got lucky, lucky boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, winner, winner, nevertheless. But I think that they'll, um, they won't get anything from this game. I think that PSG, I know that they've got a few injury issues and stuff, but. It's pretty much a rinse and repeat of what I, I said last week. Um, the the Champions League's kind of the be-all and end-all for that club, so they just try and get these games wrapped up as soon as they can. And you know, uh, they're not flashy at all, really, um, especially in the league. I know, I've, I've, well, I was in France relatively recently, and literally all of the the talk was about PSG and how disappointing they've been. But if you just look at their record, they are winning the games that they have to. I mean, I don't really know what else um, they've got to do. But, um, yeah, in the league, they will win the league, and they'll try to do it as soon as they can and put all their eggs into the Champions League then. Um, obviously, two sendings off midweek at Leipzig didn't help the case there. Did take the lead through Di Maria. But, yeah, um, Ren don't have a massive squad um, and they're not looking like they're doing too much from open play at the minute so yeah PSG have won seven of the last eight with under 4.5 goals um, in the league so yeah more than happy to back them 
again here to win in under 4.5. It's actually 4 to 5, so pretty much the same price as we got last week against Nantes. Obviously playing Rennes, which is a team close to Nantes this weekend. And I think that um, 4 to 5 with Betway is very generous. I don't really know why it's not shorter than that. So we'll go again. PSG to win an under 4.5 goals against Rennes. 4 to 5 with Betway. Yeah, I like that. If you if you look at PSG's results in, in midweek against Leipzig, you'd immediately think it was quite a negative. But uh, they actually started that game really strongly, took the lead and could have had a second as well. But the penalty was saved and who knows what would have happened thereafter. Um, Will, your favourite bet of the weekend, your nap? Yeah, I'm also uh, I'm going to northeast France. We're doing well in France at the moment, so why, why change? Um, this is uh, Metz v Dijon. Um, Oh, I looked at this. Yeah, did you? Mets, mm. Mets are going very well, aren't they? They are, surprisingly so, because they've sold a couple of key players during the mm. summer, but they're uh, coming along lovely at the moment. Yeah, I mean, this is both a pro-Mets play, but also obviously quite a, <laughs> a, an anti-Dijon play as well, um, as you should, as it should be really for for the nap. I, I looked up the the the, um, the meaning of nap as well, by the way. I don't know why, because I just didn't know. And it <laughs> derives derives from the card game Napoleon, uh, which when you say when you make all the points, you're supposed to say nap. So uh, sticking with the French theme. Um, <laughs> and Frederick the of the last uh, yeah. week's general derby. Yeah, uh, Frederick Antonetti um, was the general manager of Mets for a little while because uh, because of personal reasons. He previously was the manager in 2018, 2019. And he's taken back over since the 12th of October. Um, I don't really know more about the reasons why or anything like that. But Mets have been in great form um, throughout that period. They've got quite a few injuries at the moment. But most of those have been the case for the last month or so. And it hasn't really um, ruined results. Their top scorer, Nian, has been out for the last three. He'd scored six in six. Um, and I was looking at uh, the penalties here as well because the ref is Delajod. Uh, who gives fourth most pens in the league at 0.36 per game, and Nian is their pen taker. So one thing to look at might be, I th- I'm a, I'm thinking that Opa Nguet, um, who has been leading the line without Nian, um, would probably be the pen taker, but I can't find that out for sure. So it might be worth trying to find price on him to score any time, or if you can find um, any of these method of goal markets. But um, that's not my nap clip, obviously. But... Um, I think he'll probably be uh, deploying a 4-3-3 in this match. I think that they'll realise that Dijon are a bit there for the taking. Um, so they'll they'll have Bulaya and Gay on the wings with Nguet in the middle, um, assuming that Nian, who is still down as, um, as out, doesn't play. Um, and yeah, Dijon have been flirting with relegation for a couple seasons, really. Um, they, they won that playoff against Lom in the 2018-2019 um, and there was, I mean, I saw some things about that game a couple a while back and there was just two huge goalkeeping mistakes from Lon, um, which stopped them from winning promotion in that fixture. Um, and last season, last season they did quite well. Um, they finished, well, maybe not quite well, but they finished 16th on points per game before that, due to that curtailment. Um, but I think they can probably be quite thankful that just Tulu and uh, Tulu in particular were awful, um, and Amiens uh, also had quite a quite a, a while. They were quite a way back uh, in in the league table in, when it got end, when it ended in March and April. 
Um, so yeah, Dijon have scored, um, have only scored two goals in one game this season, and that was at home to Montpellier. Uh, they're winless in nine games um, so far. They've only scored four in total, conceded 18, and their XG from open play is just 0.39 per game uh, with an XG ratio of 19%. So it it should be pretty one-sided, this. Um, Mets are sitting seventh. Uh, they will be without Udol, their left-back, through suspension, um, who was sent off uh, in the first half against Nîmes. But I think that just shows how solid they are at the moment. They they managed to win, hold on to that game for 45 minutes with a red card um, and win that 1-0. They've also... Um, they've already played uh, all, just not all, but a lot of tough teams uh, from the top eight, four of the top eight. They've played Lille, Marseille, PSG and Monaco. And just I think it's amazing that they're yet to concede two goals in one match this season. Um, so I fancied Mets to win anyway at, at three to four. But you can double that up with Mets to win and Dijon to score under two goals. Um, and get a little bit extra out of the price. So that's 10 to 11 at Bet365 instead. Um, uh, clearly, Mets are pretty solid at the back um, and decent enough going forward. I think that they probably won't run away with this without having their top strike, their top striker. Um, so you could, obviously, you could look instead at Mets to win and under 2.5 goals if you really think Dijon are going to be held, held um, at arm's length. Um, that's three to one. Or Mets to win an under 3.5 goals is 11 to 8. But I, I just think that um, the, probably the best play is Mets to win and, and Dijon under two goals at 10 to 11 with that 365. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Just on that, Mark, actually, um, the really interesting team and Mets, I was looking at this kind of angle as well, um, trying to get them on side. But they they invest quite a lot in their. Africa scouting. I was listening to a podcast relatively recently um, that talked about Mets quite in depth, and it's really interesting because the the likes of Niane, who's kind of come through, and he's replaced um, Diallo, who obviously went to Strasbourg and uh, took a punt on Niane on the football index, a really cheap price, and they're really good with the scouting. So. They're, they've been a bit up and down, but they've got some really decent players who they look to sell on. Um, but there, there's a lad for them, a right-back called Fabian Sentonza, and he keeps cropping up a lot on my ratings, like player ratings and stuff like that. He's, he was the, the best right-back in the league, according to who scored last season, and he has been this this season too. So, yeah, I'm... I'm Proper, properly seconding that, that actually I was looking at Mets myself so uh, that looks like a really good angle in from Will Yeah, three ticks in the box there for Mets and it's not just from the Mets side either because Dijon have been garbage this season as well <laughs> so one to look out for um, Alright uh, any other business? Anything you'd like to say but you haven't said already? Any bets that you've got which you haven't been able to say or tell us about? Uh, Tom what have you got? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. I was looking at um, getting against Man United against Everton. Um, terrible midweek, and a lot of people were kind of saying, "Oh, they're, they're already through in the Champions League." But I had a, I had a fancy that the Saxa here um, would do something. They've been pretty good in both games and unlucky not to score, so they got their rewards midweek. And United are just so 
so hard to get right at the minute, but um, you definitely can't trust them as favourites. And uh, Everton, you can get them plus a quarter, around 1.8, I think. Um, but I think the money might be coming for Everton a bit. Um, but I'll be looking at them with, with a handicap start. Um, I was looking at under 2.5 in the Palace-Leeds game as well, which is 17-20. to 20. I just think, uh, having seen quite a bit of Leeds last season since they're on TV every single week um, <laughs> in the Championship, <laughs> um, we saw how hard it was for them to break down teams that sat in quite a low block. Um, and the games tended to be quite low scoring. Um, and Palace are always good for a low scoring game. Um, they kind of play with them free midfielders quite deep and happy to soak up the pressure. I think Leeds will have probably about 70% of the ball here, you'd imagine, and um, try probe them. But I, I was surprised that Unders is 17 to 20 there, 1.85. I thought that'd be around 1.7 personally. Um, maybe because of that game against Leicester the other day, that, that's kind of altered that. But I think that um, when a team gets battered like that, the first thing a manager will think is, you know, don't give anything away in your next game and really try and tighten up. So I'm expecting that to be a relatively low-scoring game. Um, and one more in the Premier League uh, props player that I like is Adamola Luckman for Fulham. They're away at West Ham. Um, he's actually even money to have two or more shots in the game with Skybet. Um, I'm not sure why why he's that big. I think that there's not too much data to go off for him because he hasn't, he hasn't played that much football in the last couple of years. But he had three um, against Sheffield United, I think. So he's had three, five and three in his last three games. So you could look at him to have three or more shots. I think that's around nine to four as well. But to get even money on him to have two shots looks really good with him being in that front three and um, uh, he should get a, a bit of space on the break against West Ham on that big pitch so yeah I like that uh, Luckman two or more shots at evens with Sky it's, it's significantly shorter with Coral and Ladbrook so uh, just something that stood out that price won't last. Yeah good chance there and just on the United one if you do want to oppose them it's also worth bearing in mind that they have been to Turkey on Wednesday evening mm. and have to play in the early game on Saturday as well. So a mm. uh, really tight turnaround for them. But uh, Will, any other business? Yeah, we've already covered uh, Richie Wellens. I was I was just going to, I've written it down here to lament his his uh, his passing from Swindon. <laughs> um, but I think uh, the, the Amis will have a little bounce there at Salford. They're only... Uh, four to seven roughly to beat Hartlepool in the FA Cup but in just in general over the next few weeks I'll, I'll look out for them even though they often are quite short favourites anyway. Um, I also had noted down I wasn't really sure if I was going to throw it in as a next best or something was uh, was a bet in the PSG uh, Ren game as well. Uh, last night I watched I didn't really know what bets uh, what match to watch it was a bit of a weird card so I ended up watching Leipzig uh, PSG um, you're right, they were so wasteful in the first half. Um, PSG got into some amazing positions and Leipzig just did not look... Uh, they just look a shadow of the team they were last season. Um, yeah, Di Maria missed a pen, um, which was frustrating because I had him at like almost 12-1 to 1 to score a penalty. Um, so that was a horrible one <laughs> um, on that method of goal market. Again, some more gems there. 
um, clearly without without a few of their normal players um, in the lineup. Um, but I I did think about Ren plus one point five Asian handicap um, against PSG at, at ten to eleven. Um, but I do I kind of I just think they'll keep it tight. So I like Tom's play um, on the nap for for under four goals um, and a PSG win. I expect it'll be sort of. Uh, 2-1 or 2-0 potentially, which would probably put me off again, exactly my, my plus 1.5 Asian handicap line anyway. But I think Ren, uh, um, they've just been a bit unlucky in recent uh, outings. And Kamavinga, who I thought was going to come back last weekend, didn't um, in the end. But they do have Nzonzi, like you said, last weekend. Um, and yeah, like last night against, uh, or Tuesday night against Chelsea, those those decisions were, were ridiculous um, against them. So I think they're uh, they'll still go well this season and they have done well against PSG in recent times. They've beaten them a couple of times over the last few years. Um, but yeah, I prefer Tom's nap actually thinking about it. Um, I also just noted down quickly, um, Blackburn Rovers um, just look great on all the data. Um, yeah, you've said were... enough already on this, Tom. We can, <laughs> we'll, we, can, we can move on. We don't need to yeah, hear anymore. Okay, that's true. But actually, I was put off a little bit by Rovers uh, losing the shot count against uh, Borough. So uh, 10 to 11, I'll, I'll let it pass then. <laughs> to what was it? Ro- Rovers to win, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm not that confident on it based on what happened against Borough. It didn't look great. Uh, yeah, and then, Tom, yeah. Tom's been keen on that as well. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at um, Blackburn to score over 1.5 team goals, actually. Um, I've kind of put off them to win at odd, odds on just because Mowbray's kind of come out and um, said that staff and players have had a, quite a few COVID cases and it, his interview was a bit downbeat actually and they did get battered actually against Borough but um, I know Mark will know more about QPR's defence than me but they do not look good at the back. <laughs> no comment. And the last quick one uh, is that the Roan Alp derby, which we had on the Twitter uh, vote, our Twitter poll. Um, Terrific derby, this one. Yeah. yeah, there's been a bit of violence I read in the in the build up to these in, in in recent times. I probably won't get that with a bit of a lockdown again now, but um, it's been a bit of a fiery one over the years. Uh, the ref is a decent appointment, Latexia. Um, there's not there's just not enough prices put up yet because it's Sunday's late game. Um, but I do fancy uh, a pen for Leon, probably. Um, just not sure on what price uh, and who will take it right now if Depay plays. He, uh, he has been taking them ahead of... Uh, who is it that's taken the last... Uh, Our has taken the last couple. Um, and yeah, maybe I'll look for the red card markets, but just nothing up yet so for me to tip. I'm not going to tip mythical prices again. <laughs> okay. That's good. Great stuff from the guys. Um, yeah, it's international week next week, so we won't be around, but we'll be back in a fortnight. And uh, yeah, enjoy your time. Thanks for listening. Uh, please do let us know if you've enjoyed it, if you've any feedback or ideas for future editions. Uh, but for now, thanks very much for you, Tom. Cheers, Matt. And you too, Will. Thanks a lot, Mark. Great stuff. Naps and long shots landed last week. Here's to hoping for another profitable weekend. This has been the We Love Betting Weekend Preview Podcast. Thank you and chat soon.